And here we are. We are live once again for the Jay and Rob Toy Show. We are broadcasting live on Facebook, Twitch, and of course, YouTube. But the party can't begin until I have my good brother, my true partner in crime, my accomplice, the devil on my shoulder, Mr. Jay Bartlett. Let's bring you in here, brother. Why are you laughing yet again? You're, you're stealing my style that I clearly stole from Villavallo, who clearly borrowed it from Bam, like who took it from Nikki Six. So you're like seven generations removed from what, that. What style, what style is that that, I, that I'm stealing there, mister? The jacket, the blazer. The, the jacket blazer has been mine for decades, my friend. Decades. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I, have you I ever know. been to one of my premieres? Have you ever been when I'm the hotshot big promo hero? I'm yeah. in the premieres. Yeah, I'm in the premieres. So then you know, yeah. and I'm you the gotta one. Play, you gotta write on it. Usually, on I've it. got the shark skin. I usually kind of don the shark skin yeah. vest, or 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 the leopard uh, lizard skin. But tonight, I just went with classic because I'm a classic I like guy. Classic black, yeah. And this is a cl- classic show. It is black. Oh, I wasn't sure if this was black or blue. I've got an assortment because we are all about fashion as much as we are about our shelves. We're shelfers and fashionistas. That's how we roll. Hello, Tommy. Thanks for watching us via YouTube. Good to have you, brother. Glad you're tuning in. Uh, if you're out there, a little bit of housekeeping. Give us a thumbs up. Give us uh, a subscribe. Let us know that you're listening and that you like what you see and hear. Of course, if you're listening to this, the podcast version on Apple or Spotify or wherever you consume your audio material, please leave us a review. Let us know. Or as the Toy Power guys say uh, on Toy Power Podcast at the end, if you don't let us know how we're doing, we'll just assume we're awesome. So let us know how we're doing. Big shout out, Lisa. How's it going? Blackheart and the horns. Look at you. Scott Wad thinks it's cold, and that's why we're wearing jackets. It's it's why we've got the scarves. We wear it for the weather. Right? I don't have a jacket on today. I, I was going to. I So you're I, aping my style, the the T-shirt and jeans. That's what you're aping. I get it. Okay. I don't have I don't have jeans on at all, so no. What do you, you're not even wearing pants, are you? I am. This is a pantless podcast. It's a new trend. Uh, uh, that doesn't count. Nobody wants to see that. Keep that below the belt, that's sir. T- tight, tight as all hell, black women's pants our good friend bill ma is letting us know that he has his scarf on he's one of the scarf lords and Let's he's, ready go. To go. he's ready to go bill thanks for joining us as always as always of course i want to remind everybody we've got this little show out there that some people are really digging it's called action figure adventure and if you would like to see action figure adventure assuming you're outside of canada like most of our listeners according to our analytics you can request that title on your favorite streaming platform. A lot of people like to request it on Netflix. And just in case you want to know what that link is, I've just thrown it into the chat. Go ahead, click the little button. <laughs> Type in Action Figure Adventure. You want to see your dolly shows? You want to talk about little figurines on your shelf? No problem. That's how you do it. That's how you get it done. How are you doing, Jay? How are you? You are slowly becoming like Orson Welles. You're starting slowly. to really look like him. Yeah. That's, and I, that's a compliment, buddy, to you. Megatron. Is starting to look like Orson Welles. I'm doing okay. It's yeah. been a it's been a rough week. Um, you want to divulge anything? Or are you just gonna keep your cards close to the chest? Yeah. Um, well, I don't usually talk about my personal life much, but uh, yeah, this one's a little bit different. So I my mom passed <clears throat> this week, as you know, and uh, she'd be battling. Um, Alzheimer's for four years 
And uh, so it's been a pretty tough week, but uh, I got to say that I have a lot of love coming my way from family and friends. And so I appreciate all of you out there and uh, all my buddies who came to the funeral. And uh, it's rough, but Rob, you will you will love my dedication uh, or my action figure spotlight for the end of this one because it's uh, it'll shake the foundation of this show. Well, if that's not a, an invitation for everybody to watch to the very end, assuming Rob McZob McAloof, you know, doesn't forget to do it, as I have on previous occasions, I've been reminded by Jordan. Once in a while. Once in a while. I completely forgot one episode, but I'm getting better, folks. I'm doing my thing. Uh, today's episode, we're talking about uh, toy reboots. A lot of lines have come back that they're not just one and dones. And so that's going to be the, the thrust of our discussion. I got to tell you, Jay, I probably... I've slacked off just a little bit this week. I probably should have done a little bit more work. I'm just going to lean on you to do all the heavy lifting. So when sure. we get to it, you know what? It's up to you. Um, I know it's been a tough week for you, but uh, I'm going to add a little bit of fuel to that fire. You have to carry the show on top of everything. Hey, I'll carry the show. Me. I want to say, Tommy, Nelson, Scott, Brett, thank you, my friends. Um, I do appreciate uh, the kind words. Um, I'm not a very – I don't put my public life on social media – as much as I used to, it's pretty much just business now. So it's not something I share. And if you knew my mom at all, she wouldn't want to be, wouldn't want that spotlight on her. She would want us to carry on and keep smiling, which we're doing. Uh, thanks, Bill, as well. Reboots. Oh, man. Some of it, there's been really great ones. Rob, you and I, I think our favorite one. I can speak well, for well, you. Let's, let's just pause sure. there. You got to get to the icebreaker. It's our good warm up. It gets us going, sure. it gets us in the mood. Um, this, uh, <laughs> this this came i told you when when i had learned of your mom passing last mm -hmm. week um since then it's like everywhere i look there's a memory that triggers it because you know she's like an aunt to me and we're we're pretty close family so it, it's it's strange the things that have triggered the memories so let's see what you say to this answer okay. uh, to the question rather what's the silliest thing you remember us doing as kids when we hung out like the absolute silliest like Oh, borderline, we were so stupid to do that. One might have looked really stupid to the neighbors watching. Um, that's where we used to play He-Man. Um, you you know, we've referenced the episode quite a few times. I can never remember what the episode's called. Curse of the Spellstone? Sure. There is this creature called the Creeping Horak, which is just this like kind of blob thing. Kind of eats everything in its path. And Rob and I tried to recreate this with our Masters of the Universe figures, and uh, we used the the side drain ditch and the curb, the curb, and a garden hose. So we'd put the garden hose at the beginning of my driveway, turn it on slowly, and the water would start to go down the curb. And ultimately, it would end up at the end of the street into uh, the sewer drain. And <laughs> we would take our little, you know, Wind Raider and He Man and whoever else, and fly and try and stop this thing by putting sticks in piles of grass on the water hoping that that would be enough to stop the creeping horak of course it never did we had a blast and you could really only play that once a day because you'd have to wait till the curb was dry again the second one the second one was um, highlighted very well in nintendo quest and that would be uh the treetop fort that you had in your backyard and we had this really bright idea to make a video game club or specifically a Nintendo club in that treehouse, And we went and we got as far as putting the posters up. I can't remember how they stuck. We put the posters up. 
we didn't get as far as getting the TV out, and thank goodness we didn't because the nights, as soon as we set up when the night fell, there was a big storm, and it kind of destroyed everything in the treehouse, along with our Nintendo treehouse dreams, gone forever. Okay, those are good. Those are good for sure. This is something that's different. I'm going to see. I'm going to breadcrumb the clues for you to see if you can put it together, okay? Yeah. In your basement, in your sub-basement, the light's off. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about Ace Freely. Standing, standing on a box. I'm not talking about that. Or underneath the box. No, they, this well, is one of those... No, 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 no. This is one of those things I'm not going to talk about. I'm not bringing that up. What <laughs> it's, the... It's too late. Are thinking? Okay. <laughs> I told you. So I told all, you. <laughs> all you rockers out there are familiar with the guitar legend named Ace Freely. And when Ace was removed from Kiss or quick kiss, whatever the real story is, for the 20th time, he started a solo band called Fraley's Comet. And they had a, a song, and might have been on their debut album, called Dolls. And at the time, this was in the 80s, I was really into a horror movie as well called Dolls. Also at that time, my mom was a part owner in a business where she made porcelain dolls. And they used to really freak me out. Now you take it away. I don't want to. I'm embarrassed. So Jay, for whatever reason, told me about dolls. And I watched the trailer uh, with, with Tanya a couple nights ago. And it it's an interesting trailer to go back and, and watch it now. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. But we would try to scare ourselves. And could we survive your sub-basement with the lights out for the entire duration of playing that Fraley's Comet track, Dolls? And there were dolls in the basement. So we kind of, the way I remember it is, one of us would stand on a box, and if we moved, the dolls would come get us. And then we were underneath the box, and if we tried to get out, the dolls would come get us. But being in the box kind of gave us a, a sense of security as well. But maybe it was false security. So, and it was always hard to get to the end of that song, and we'd turn the lights on at the end. It's like, so, how'd you do? Well, I, I got through it. It's like three and a half minutes. That was with Greg, too, our neighbor Greg. Yeah. It's, what the hell? Again, that was my stupid, that was a dumb idea I came up with, man. And like I used to love horror movies like in the 80s. I watched everything, and that's probably why I'm so warped, right? You don't you're supposed to watch that stuff as a kid, but I watched all of them. So did you, by the way. Well, so yeah. there you go. I still remember your your VHS wall where there was like four movies per tape is on like SLP. The quality was like eye bleedingly bad and yeah, but you could have like five movies on but one tape. But you could tape. have five movies on one yeah. tape. Why buy another tape when you can have five on one buddy? So they're all right there yeah just just fun memories and again all the things that have come up as you know thoughts about mom had gone through yeah my head all week it's just yet another one so i thought you would appreciate that because that was truly truly dumb of us to do but that's what childhood is, is kind of about right but hey man that's a, a salute to ace fraley because uh, that guy kicks ass you man. can't make that story cool by saying it's an ace freely and ace no it doesn't get cool no matter what you say it only gets worse it's, we've kind of like tarnished ace but do you, a, do you remember nightmare. The, do you remember the song how it was really creepy too like the song was creepy i gotta tell you it's not that creepy again i listened to it it's not that Listen, creepy. Uh, i haven't listened to it since so i like to keep that memory preserved you know when you really like something as a kid 
then you revisit it, like an old like NES game or something. You or like a toy really that you find yeah. in the wild. No, no. And like then it's toy. on your shelf, and you're like, oh, when I look at that, I feel like a four year old. Boy, I feel good about my day. No, no, no. Music or movie, and then you revisit oh. it. And you're like, oh, maybe I should have left that memory where it was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt when I first uh, got a Captain Power figure recently or when i got those dick tracy figures i'm like oh i'm excited and then <laughs> you love those dick tracy I love, I love when you did this you grabbed them by their legs and you did this <laughs> <laughs> it's like a crazy inflatable arm like, guy you'll have to go back and watch another episode folks uh where our action figure spotlight had me showcasing some amazing mint dick tracy migo knockoffs that nobody would want except for me and even i regret it uh what's nelson saying here that he used to play outside with his toys as a kid as well yeah dude um i was a huge fan of playing gi joe the three elements i played that a lot i played mask a lot as a kid outside um so outside was where it's at man you could have the wickedest fights outside uh scott wild was an early uh action figure photographer he used to steal his parents cameras to take pics uh nelson says his mom got a bit ticked uh when he did the same thing and she would see her film develop <laughs> toys and dollies that's, that's great amazing bill's chiming into nelson i remember having some epic battles at playgrounds and bathtubs Bill's yeah, yeah. bill keeps the the wartime clean i like it danny's chiming in i thought freddy krueger lived in my basement used to see how long i could stay in the dark light was at the bottom so you'd have to run up the stairs in the dark oh uh, let me talk, Danny, just for a second. One of my things that still to this day bother me is when someone is behind me. Like if, <laughs> I, if I'm walking and someone is directly behind me, I can feel them. It feels like my ass is on fire. So I did that so many times in this house too. You know, I would like at the end of the night, I'd be turning the lights off and I'd just casually start going up the stairs. And then the last like three or four stairs, I would just bolt, man. Because I'm like, I'm sure someone's following me. So yeah, dude. <laughs> Again, too much, too many horror movies. Too young. Let's uh, let's get to topic one: action figure reboots. Jay, I thought it would be a little bit more more simple and, and clear cut. And I should say, Danny, who we just talked about, it was kind of the inspiration because he had one of his questions that he submitted because he's one of our Patreon backers. Yeah. Uh, which which action figure line had the best worst relaunch when it made its comeback? Which action figure line had the worst relaunch uh, when it tried to make a comeback? So best and worst reboot relaunches. And then as I started thinking about it, all the different variations of that kind of came together. So we're, we'll see where it goes and, and figure it out from there. Starting broadly, what reboots for you stand out and why? I have my best and the worst. So I'll start with the best. Okay. Um, uh, you can probably guess my two. The best by far was the He-Man uh, Masters of the Universe from 2002. Uh, you and I both fell in love with that show. It was so friggin' amazing. Uh, I loved the the toy line. I loved the art style. How it reminded me of a lot of the GI Joe classifieds from the last few years, where they're you can tell it's Duke, but he's got slight differences. It's just like you can tell it was Prince Adam and He Man. He just looked a little bit different. Um, I loved seeing the you know that first mini series with the origins of Skeletor and him fighting Randor. Oh my god, that that show was awesome. That's my favorite by far. And what's your worst favorite? Same year, 2002, uh, Transformer show called uh, Robots in Disguise. Oh, good call. It's awful. And um, it's very anime, which I'm already not a huge fan of. But we didn't understand it. Remember, we just, because G1 is so good. And although I didn't follow Beast Wars going back, Beast Wars was so good. But this one was just no rhyme or reason. 
Prime was a fire truck, and I don't even want to talk about it. It's it's horrible. That show is horrible. I think quickly my I think the best and the worst. Although it's probably not fair because I uh, let me just get to it. My favorite reboot is probably Thundercats 2011. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the original Thundercats, but I've never been drawn into it. But the 2011 Thundercats show, as I've been telling you ad, ad nauseum, every time the topic of Thundercats comes up in any, in any style for any iteration, yep. you're saying you got to check it out. Uh, so that's probably my favorite reboot, even above 2002. Now, my least favorite is probably New Adventures of He-Man, but it's also a good show on its own. <sighs> but as a reboot... It is strange because it's such a departure, which is good, but it's not like what you expect. So here comes like, you know, the differences on what we like from reboots and what we don't like for reboots. I know our buddy Sod in the chat is a big fan of that toy line. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you are the He-Man guy. So for everyone watching and listening quickly, why don't you give us a a synopsis of what the new adventures of He-Man is all about? Well, the new adventures of He-Man, like the title suggests, are the new adventures of He-Man, basically new as in everything that happens after filmation. Episode one is on Eternia and uh, Adam reveals himself as as He-Man to the king and queen. And then he basically goes uh, into the future through, I think, a dimensional portal that the sorceress uh, opens for him. And there's he's chasing down Skeletor, which is his motivation to go. And he, again, it's the same thing. He has to hide his identity once he gets there. But he's part of a whole new different group of good guys. And Skeletor is not really in charge there. He's very manipulative. And he basically cons the space mutants into uh, letting him kind of be part of things with promises of, you know, how to take over uh, Primus, which is the planet now that they're on. Right. Uh, eventually, the show was supposed to get back to Eternia, but it never made it past the 65 episodes. But there was, of course, a toy line that came out. Wasn't that great? He-Man looked completely different as a toy. So I know there's obviously a lot of mix and match when we talk about reboots because cartoons are usually tied to the toy. He-Man just didn't look like He-Man at all. He looked much closer to like a, a G.I. Joe or a Kenner superpower than what everybody had known as He-Man. And they even re-released... Uh, new adventures he-man later to have a more bulky physique that would match the original he-man look but it just never quite took off very action figure or act play play feature heavy too with like a lot of spring-loaded stuff as you know was very like typical of the 90s a lot of vehicles there was no castle grayskull there was a starship eternia which was kind of like the millennium falcon for them Again, not super great. Nothing like really stuck. It was kind of like a watered-down version of Star Wars. A little bit of, of the He-Man stuff that we knew and loved, but not quite enough to really carry on the story in the way that we that we all suspected. I got through, I think, two or three episodes. Um, Filmation's great. They have all their stuff on YouTube, so you can watch all their stuff for free. I couldn't do it, man. I, uh, I couldn't do it. I just, I just didn't. I appreciate that they were trying something different and, you know, more more brands need to do take a chance like that but there was just such a departure i actually have the only new adventures figure i have is he man and he looks right. like he looks like Bo from princess of power yeah you're not wrong yeah. see nelson's bringing up an interesting point is the new adventures really a reboot or is it just a continuation so from a story point of view it's supposed to be a continuation i would argue that it's them rebooting the line in just a different direction because what they had done kind of fizzled out and kind of ended for a variety of reasons that you may discover in a documentary called Power of Grace, called Definitive History of He-Man of the Masters Universe, now available on Netflix. But um, 
just because the narrative ties into it saying it's a continuation i do think that it is a reboot jay where do you stand i don't think it's a reboot i think it's a continuation oh really yeah you're going I've against had... the grain here huh yeah i think um the only reboot is they they tried to rekindle masters again but i think like you said they continued the story it wasn't like they erased the history of masters of the universe that started again yeah but it's a new so, he-man it's a new skeletor yeah you know it's, yeah. it's it's a lot of reissuing of characters that work for i i think it's a reboot i think a lot of people would agree apparently not as many as i was hoping in my show notes here um, <laughs> is, is it is it different when a line comes out when it's tied to media versus something like uh, classics or the vintage collection for star wars that isn't really tied to a new film they're tied to existing media but they're just bringing figures out well gi joe classified it's probably the the newest example where there's well, still... that's a video game, right? They have a video game to tie. Well, in. yeah, but kind it's of exactly the same designs. Yeah, um, I'm always a fan. Like the GI Joe comic book is literally never stopped, so the Larry Hama book is still going, which is fantastic. I would like a new GI Joe show, a cartoon. I, you know, I think they're doing the War for Cybertron. Why not do a, a computer graphics version of GI Joe? I think it would be fantastic. A really nice adult version. I would like to see that. Um, I certainly like it when there's a show that goes alongside with the toy line. That's the kid in me. It makes the characters more exciting. It makes just the line more exciting when you have that that show. Maybe it's just the Saturday morning programming that has been put into my head, you know. But right. Well, let's talk about uh, you. You know, the adult GI Joe. So GI Joe Resolute came out in two thousand nine. Now, I think there was like a handful, like six to 10 episodes, but they're only five minutes, like five minutes each. And I think the last one was like 10 minutes. And in Canada, it's, uh, it was like kind of streamed as like an hour long experience or whatever. I think it was on Teletoon, but that was an adult take on G.I. Joe and had a separate toy line, uh, even though the 25th anniversary stuff was still out at that point. Is, is that a reboot? Because that's a whole nother take on G.I. Joe with the same characters. They look a little bit differently. You know, it's the same roles. Where do you, not, how do you feel about that? They're not the same, though. Um, but it's looking, a reboot, right? Because it's here's it, a different version of G.I. Joe. It, it is, yeah. But they changed a lot of the stories. And going back to... Um, yeah, Nelson says right there, Bazooka is killed by Storm Shadow at the beginning, I think. Um, so they changed a lot of that, where at the Hama stuff, you know, Storm Shadow is a Joe for most of the comic book. And he's yeah. only a Cobra to, to find out who killed his uncle. So when when they they kind of did I mean they did that in the movie too where they made Storm Shadow bad I wasn't a fan of that stuff but I did like the adult take I like how um, Destro you know he's from Scotland so he had the Scottish accent I thought that was really cool the love between him and Baroness was very apparent it wasn't as downplayed in the cartoon um, Duke was wicked Zartan yeah it was great I would have loved to have seen more of that stuff yeah so Tommy is arguing here somewhat agreeing with me and countering saying he thinks the classic toys was a continuation of the storyline uh even though it's a reboot of the characters and where tommy's coming from is all the bio cards that were on the back so you would get the classics was the first attempt at actually solidifying all the different canons of everything masters of the universe that was out there so we would draw in uh different parts from the mini comics it would draw in different parts from yeah. the Filmation cartoon and new adventures and 2002 and dc comics and the UK comics, and I think the mini uh, comics that were in the newspaper as well in the 80s, and the star comics from Marvel, it, it kind of like tried to squish it all together in one cohesive 
storyline. So that when the figures came out, one of the exciting parts was <coughs> flip over the package and read the bio that was on the back so that you got like the character's first name if it was never revealed and a little bit about who they were. And it, there was a storyline to follow because all the characters that came out in a wave kind of added a different piece to the, to the story as it went on and on. And so the story actually pushed further beyond anything that we had seen so far uh, even though 2002 got us further down that kind of road in a serialized sense. So there was a lot of storytelling within classics, but I still think that's a, that's a reboot because we're, we're seeing these characters for the first time, a little bit different style. And the addition of bio cards isn't enough of, his, of an element to call it what Danny uh, was suggesting a moment ago, like a requel, like a, a reboot sequel, even though the narrative is kind of continuing. I've never heard that terminology before, requel. That's cool. We're going to steal it, Danny. It's a now an action figure adventure exclusive item uh, as as trademarked on the Jane Rob Toy Show. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Um, Danny also brings up his Beast Wars, a continuation of G1 then. Technically in the story, yeah, but I think that's a reboot of Transformers where we see, you know, Optimus Prime envisioned as, as animals and stuff. That's. But then they combined it later where, you know, he actually comes face to face with the original Prime and then they merge and become like, I don't even know what it's called primal primus or something like that and yeah, it gets pretty pretty where does the man. fire truck come from jay does the fire truck get to have a piece of that dance or is he left out of it the fire truck optimus prime can just uh dude you and i both bought that i think i bought the whole wave one i bought uh, megatron and i bought what was megatron prime. he's a tank right no he wasn't a tank he was like uh i want to say like a bird or a jet or something that flew he was very yeah, okay. large yeah no um I, we sold all those to heroes i think at the same time and i got rid of all that stuff that was such a terrible show and we were so excited for that coming back because that was that time 2001 2002 when all this old, all the old 80s properties were coming back and again mcfarland was on fire and adult collecting really grabbed us and we were like yeah let's this stuff is just so awesome let's go back to that and revisit it it's too bad I've got a lot of interesting notes here written down, and I'm not sure what order to get to. So bear in mind if we loop back and my circular logic throws us off base here. Uh, where do, where does something like the Super 7 TMNT Ultimates fit in? That's a reboot to me because it's all it is is updating the existing Playmates toys that first came out. They're not tailored to a new story. There, there's no storytelling whatsoever on, on the package. It's basically like, here's the adult collector version of that thing that you had as a kid versus, you know, the cartoon NECA turtles or even the Club Grayskull filmation accurate uh, figures for He-Man. Those are basically representations that we never got. They're not reboots. They're, here's the first time you can have a cartoon accurate Hordak or a cartoon accurate Shredder. But I think the ultimate uh, TMNT stuff from, from Super 7 is a reboot it's basically saying here we're rebooting this line because it's exactly like the other line but we're basically making it for the adult collector what what do you think uh, i disagree i don't think it's that that's like saying um what is it then if it's not a reboot what is it i'm trying to think give me a second so it's no, like answer. it's like how how the face sculpting gets really great um as the years go on with hasbro especially you know let's you know talk about luke right so he looks more and more like mark hamill as the years go on because it's best been luke over and over again i wouldn't call that a reboot that's just you're updating the sculpt you're just getting better designers better technology um 
And because the Super 7 ones are based off of the Playmates ones, correct? I don't have any of them. Yeah, very much so. I don't think that's a reboot. I think it's a reissue. I don't think it's a reboot. Okay, I don't think it's a reissue because clearly it's not Playmates doing it. And everything is different about the scale, the detail, the accessories. Everything is different. It's certainly an homage. Yeah. And it's a brand new line. But it's not a reboot. Nelson was pointing out: Does a reboot require a new story? I think. I think maybe I, I could. I could find a middle ground with you, Jay, and, and say that to call something a reboot, uh, you need some sort of new take on the property. So having a new Bespin Luke or or uh, Han from Hoth isn't a new take on Star Wars. Galaxy of Adventures is a new take on Luke and and Han because they have that anime cartoon style. You could almost argue, um, you know, how Force Awakens was called a soft reboot because it's treading on such familiar territory. It goes along the same beats almost sure, perfect, yeah. perfectly with A New Hope. Um, but I, I agree with Nelson. I would say, uh, does a reboot require a new story? I would say, I don't know if it requires a new story. It just, the art style is different, but you're, t- you're, you're telling a familiar tale. I don't know. Yeah, and Nelson's coming in again. Our masterpiece Transformers a reboot, or is that just like another Transformer that that's out there? It's it's so hard when we have lines that that are doing very specific things. Like I said, the cartoon NECA turtles or the movie turtles are giving us figures from that piece of media very specifically, which we've never been introduced before. Save some of the original TMNT, basically saying here's the movie version of Leah. Like these are movie accurate adult collectors. I'm gonna say basically the kind of brand new thing that's never been offered uh same with the filmation club grayskull stuff for he-man and the masters universe we've never seen cartoon accurate yeah. figures before but when we have something like a super sevens ultimate tmnt that is based very specifically on the playmates toys only versus something like mondo when they released their six scale tmnt figures which combined the original mirage comics and the playmates to kind of have a mashup i think the ultimate's Super 7 thing, it, it falls between the cracks somewhere. Scott's chiming in now. But isn't the Ultimates just a line of all kind of stuff like Disney and wrestling? Yeah, Ultimates is an overarching brand that Super 7 has. But the Disney stuff are all brand new sculpts that they're doing. The wrestling stuff are all brand new. They're not like taking the LGN, mo- uh, LGN molds for wrestling and saying, here's the Ultimate version of Hogan or, or Piper. It's, it's just a different take on it. So, uh, But it's not for, for the team NT. That's the thing. No, but I was... Direct correlation. What I'm saying is that if I could think of, like, the, the IP that's been rebooted the most, it would be Turtles. How many different generations have there been of Turtles? And it's the same story, right? More, more, more than Star Wars, really? Star Wars is one story. How, okay. Though. Yeah, but so it's same with... Uh, okay. No, Turtles keeps redoing it, like uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I would, I would then... put Transformers up there as well. Yeah, yeah Turtles. for sure, yeah. Those but two I... properties seem evergreen for whatever reason. If they redid Star Wars with new actors like J.J. did with Star Trek, that's a reboot because you know who Kirk and Spock and McCoy are. You know what their characters are. Now it's like different actors portraying those roles and you're kind of starting over with familiar territory. Well, in that case, it's a whole new take on the story because it's a parallel timeline. Things happen differently. It's the same characters, but it plays out differently, even though it's in the same universe and part of the same shared yeah. uh, chronology because it, it all loops back together. Because Spock, of course, is in that stuff. Leonard Nimoy is yeah. in there and he talks to his younger self, even though the timeline splinters. So that that's a shared universe. But I would say, yes, maybe to Nelson's point, 
a reboot for me, I think is a different take. There has to be a, a new spin on the story. And when it comes to the toy stuff, uh, it obviously has to mirror that spin in, in, in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like look at, you know, I always would get pissed when people called force awakens a reboot because it was a continuation and there was new characters and they referenced the old characters. So if it was well, a reboot, it. Yeah. And they talk about Vader and Hans and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, the only thing that was, it wasn't rebooted. It's just Star Wars came back after, you know, five, but I, I think in the same gray area that the TMNT ultimates, uh, exist in is the same area that the black series exists in because it's basically just updating a lot of the vintage collection stuff into six inch scale plus adding new figures as they come out but in both scales right we're basically getting a new offering that had never been offered because that scale had never been offered before and so there was like a ceremonial yavin luke and well in in the you know three and three quarter and now we get into the black series nothing's different except for the scale Mm -hmm. and the detail and you know what you're getting as an adult collector now is that close it is but i i still don't i don't consider that a reboot that's no no i agree uh, i'm saying it's in the yeah. same gray area as what super seven's doing with the team yeah don't they, don't the ultimates though um and again i don't have any don't the ultimates have the original orange weapons and then they have new weapons that are painted as well yeah so at the last minute they threw in basically an extra set of accessories but they're the same accessories that came with the original figures people just didn't right. want to have to break them off the accessory thing like you used to when you when you the tree yeah. on a turtle yeah. right yeah. and casey's is like basically like hockey sticks and stuff where everything's stuck to it so basically they did everybody solid and give them an, an extra set of painted weapons that they could include with their with their figures um, I like Nathan's point about horror movies. They're rebooted all the time. I totally agree with that. Nathan, for sure. Um, uh, some really badly. And as much as I like Rob Zombie as an artist, I think he has some of the worst reboots, like Halloween. You know, <laughs> like I don't need to know the psychology of Michael Myers. I think what's so great about Michael Myers as a character is that you don't know why he snaps and why he is the way he is. But those are reboots for sure. Yeah, horror movies, like, those have been done to death. And to your point, I think you brought up like Spider-Man specifically, like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, and then we're seeing stuff you know, in the, in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look no further than Batman. You got 66 Batman, yeah. and there's toys for it. You've got 89 Batman and the Michael Keaton stuff, and of course, Batman Forever, the Schumacher stuff, Batman and Robin, and then of course, the, the Dark Knight trilogy, and everything now with you know the DC universe, and now... Yeah the standalone Pattinson film, which may all get folded into one another as they build the share universe. So there's certainly reboots and retakes of Superman is just as, as guilty. But again, I think we're starting to narrow it down and folks, I don't have all the answers. I'm trying to figure it out here um, for it to be a true reboot. There's got to be a, an, an, an external story change. Like this is the direction that we're going. Like the new Shira cartoon was a deliberate attempt to take, components of the original series but now what can we do with that and take it in a new direction i think Did, have you checked out the new shira show jay on netflix i'm aware of it you haven't seen it i've seen clips oh actually no that's not true i watched two episodes i watched two that was enough for me I'm, really i'm out yeah oh it's something i want to get back to because it, i was really interested to see where they're going and now that it's done i think after five seasons and they're not that long I kind of want to see what they do with it. I know a lot of fans are really divided on, you know, did they abuse the original stuff? Is it okay to have something new? I always like when reboots go as crazy and as wacky as as possible because we always have the original thing. 
So why do we have to get the same thing served up again if it's so close to the original? Is is it a really a reboot or is it like a redo? Uh, so I'm very intrigued that there there are so many stylistic choices and and story points that that basically differ from the original one. That for me it it just be more like of a scavenger hunt to say okay what did we do here and what did we do here and how is it coming back? So that's what's curious to me about the Shira reboot. And there was toys for it too, which is cool. For me, it was the just the silliness of the characters, and they talked like a lot of them talked like Valley Girls from California, and I was just like, "What? What am I watching? I understand it's for kids, but it's just not my thing." Like you watch the old stuff, like Mask and He Man and all that, and they it wasn't like that, you know. Um, the, the worst one, and you'll agree with me, is <laughs> Thundercats Roar. <laughs> I liked it. Oh my god, it's so bad. Okay, I'll I'll say this. I haven't seen it, but so I know bad, man. But I know what they were trying to do. I really know what they were trying to do. And all my He-Man friends out there, do not crucify me when I'm about to say this. But I really want you to think about the He-Man property as I'm about to do this. Okay, bear with me. I'm going full screen to get the full belt of your wrath. I think in order for He-Man to be successful, and I think all my intelligent friends would agree that it has to really catch on with kids. There has to be a kid-friendly element to it. And the stuff that, unfortunately, that is really driving kids crazy today is all that wacky, hyper, zany type stuff. I think there's room for serious stuff. I think there's room for, you know, kind of what we've seen before in He-Man. But if it, if it was something like Teen Titans Go, I think He-Man and the Masters of the Universe could get out there. Because with a name like He-Man, it's hard to take that seriously. What's your name? He-Man, He-Whore. Like, that's that's my name. It's such a silly name. You can't say it with a straight face. I'm He-Whore of Eternia Or. Like, and everybody's got an or. Like, everybody's made fun of it. Nobody wears underwear. It's all for loincloth. There's so much that make it hard to take seriously. Why not lean into it and have a little bit of fun with it? What I really love are the Eternia Minis figures. These things are like two and a half inches high. They look overly bulky and cartoonish stylized. And I think you could do a He-Man show in that vein that would be very successful i'm not saying you've got to trash the ip and, and make a mock of itself kind of like thundercats roar ended up doing i think inadvertently but i think there's room for a he-man reboot like that okay so lucasfilm does it perfectly and they really do because they will literally make every stage for every age group so you have lego star wars shows you have um i can't remember what the other one's called it's like in between like kid and teen they have the movies. They have something for everybody. That works. The problem with Thundercats Roar is that that's the only Thundercats we were getting. And when you start off as you know, a semi-adult cartoon, you know, it's a pretty heavy cartoon for the time. And that's what we know as Thundercats. You have a great reboot from 2011 that's the same adult thing. And then all of a sudden you take it down to a baby level. You can't do that to fans because we like this thing because it's this way. So I think if you were to make Thundercats roar and have an adult Thundercats show at the same time, that's cool. I have no problem with that. But at the same time, like we have always said, and people have problems when it comes to video games, they have problems when like, it comes to music, movies, toys. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't buy it. Don't sure. do whatever you want to do. Sure. Like, you do not have to invest in this like carson said on our on a couple of episodes ago use your wallet vote with your money if you don't want to get yep. behind thundercats war don't watch it but somebody growing up might think that's the coolest show why would you want to like 
empty their bucket and steal that sunshine if they like it maybe they'll go on to discover the original thundercats or the 2011 one as a result of that or comic yeah. books or the toys and be like oh i can't believe i like this but look what i found as a result yeah. and like various iterations of turtles work on different levels yeah. for the same reason uh bill's chiming in on on sheer right here she, he says he likes the new art style or he liked the art style of the new Shira and certainly wouldn't mind getting some figures or dolls for it. However, he would have preferred if it was just introduced as a brand new IP rather than being uh, a Motu reboot. I can see that. But of course, you know, if you have access to the IP, then it comes with a fan base that you can alienate or, you know, have embrace it. Tommy's chiming in. Uh, they're making a kid show for He-Man on Netflix. This is true. So to Jay's point, uh, He-Man is doing exactly what you're suggesting. There's both a kid show, which looks CG driven of he-man and the masters of the universe and the kevin smith uh masters of the universe revelation which is adult anime which is being done by powerhouse animation who did castlevania amongst other shows so you've got the kids market and you've got the adult market perfect see but, that's done that's but so great. here again masters is that oddball franchise right because where where are we getting our information from where does this product go it does it tie into this we we know that there's a, another masters line coming called masters of the multiverse which sounds like we're bringing in every iteration of He-Man that's been out there. Okay, where does Origins fit in? The newly released line last year, Walmart exclusive, and, and is over here. Is that part of the new kids show? We don't no, think so. We don't no, think so no. based on, on the look. Are we going to get new figures for the kids no. show that's coming out in addition to Origins? Is Origins a stopgap? Is Origins. it just like fill in the gap? Origins is to make Mattel money because they have the license again. That is the sole reason Origin exists. And I don't blame all of it. Yeah, I don't blame them. But there's there's nothing tied to Origins. Um, It's just, you know, for us to buy because they're slightly different from the original. Um, So it's just enough for us to pick them up again. Right. And hey, I get it. It's business, man. I, I totally understand. Nelson, to to answer your question, is Revelation a reboot? He, uh, I heard it was a continuation. It is a continuation. It, it's supposed to pick up uh, near the end of the filmation series and kind of bring that whole thing to a close. Uh, we still don't know what any of it's going to look like. It's supposed to be close to filmation look and style. Um, obviously, probably using some technology and coloring that's available to to today. Uh, Kyle Andrews yeah. is coming, and Jay and Rob are my favorite new cartoon characters. When can I get action figures of them? Oh my god! Well, I mean, if you want to get behind, you know, paying some awesome designers and and sculptors and three D print some action figures, we can work something out. So, uh, you know, let us know. Nelson's chiming in now. Origins exists for Masters Universe solely he can, so he can get a scare glow because yeah. God knows nobody else can get it from the vintage line these days. Oh, reboots, man. Are you, are you yeah, on board uh, with these? What, what sells you on getting into a reboot and investing your money? What, what gets your wallet to, to open up for a reboot? Again, it's got to have corresponding media to it. Um, so if there was no media, like it's, it's like, harder, like GI Joe classified it, has had no media, save the video game. Yeah, but you were um, completely on board. the The video game, uh, I mean, there's no real proof. They they kind of are designed by them, but there's far more characters now that are not in the video game. So that's it. Might have started that way. Uh, the video game is so bad; it's terrible. It's a budget title, so you get what you pay for. But um, you need an IP. Like, uh, what's perfect right now? Transformers: War for Cybertron trilogy is a perfect example of how to do it right. The toy line is one series ahead of where the show is on Netflix, and it's perfect. So it gets you hyped for the next 
the next uh, thing coming. I'm shaking my head because I disagree. I'm disagreeing because, first of all, that's a series that splits people in half. I've only got through one episode of it, and I was not racing to get back to it. I know you liked, I think it was the six episodes of season one, correct? Or part one? There's six in, in both, yes. Yeah. Six and six, yeah. Oh, so the, the second part has come out. See, that's how far behind. I, I just... I don't have anything against it, but I it certainly did not hook me. Say as something like Mandalorian. Okay, so I'm not talking to watch it. I'm not talking about if you liked it or not. Okay, but what? here's the point to what you're saying: where the if there's an IP and a media comes yeah. in and it, it sets the stage, the the figures are amazing. I love the toys. I have mm. fought very hard not to go down that path and get a bunch and i'm not like a huge transformers guy by by any stretch i'm like joe and transformers are on equal footing for me maybe one or two i would get but that's it my fear was that i would invest hundreds of dollars into that toy line specifically and then the cartoon would come out and the cartoon would be crap it would be robots in disguise all over again where we bought lots of those transformers and boy when we saw that show did it absolutely like turn our taste off of it? And sure. Thus, it was sure. very easy for us to liquidate the figures that we got when the time came. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. If you don't like the show, you don't like the show. It's definitely not for everybody. There's a ton of, I'm not going to spoil anything from Earthrise. There's a ton of Transformers fans that are divided. Uh, there's a lot of complaints. Uh, there's no music in it. I agree. Uh, uh, Transformers has had some of the best soundtracks out there. And uh, War for Cybertron is really lacking in the music department. That's one thing. A lot of people don't like the slow pace. I enjoy it. I like I like watching them talk. I enjoy the it's in a, very intellectual. They don't transform a lot. That's another thing people say. But they explain how they're low on energon, and to transform takes up so much of their energy. And I think that is one of the coolest things about the show too. Is they're not flipping around, transforming all the time because they can't. They're almost all out of energy. It's fantastic. I love the show. And uh, Earthrise just lifts it up higher. And they set it up really nicely for the third act, which is called Kingdom, which will be out sometime this year. I, I just, I honestly could not take the plunge investing in those figures without knowing Dude, what the show was. And now, yeah, they're expensive. now that I'm on the fence about the show, yeah, like I just, I, I have to buy into something kind of across the board. Yeah. Uh, the last time this happened was I bought a rare poster print of Spider-Man Homecoming, which was the, the first Spider-Man film with Tom Holland. That's part of the MCU. And the print was awesome. And they're limited to like 50 each. And I remember getting it and it was like 100 bucks. I'm like, oh, what if this movie sucks? I've got. Oh, this- wow. You bought it before the movie came out. Yeah. And oh, I'm wow, like, yeah. what if this movie sucks? And. The poster design is great. I love Spider-Man and the Vulture was on it. And it was it was like the design was just like top notch. And it was great textures, great inks, metallic, sheen to certain parts. Sure. Yeah. What if the movie sucked? Ugh. Then certainly it's gonna be harder to resell because there's gonna be no no interest in that. But oh my god. You know what? I, I I'm a longtime Spider-Man fan of the 80s and 90s. Uh, so I could talk till I'm blue in the face about how much I dislike what the MCU has done with that character, but that's for another show. I did not like, I don't like how they're turning him into Iron Man. And I know that's one of the story arcs in the comic book that I've not read, but I don't, my, I don't want Spider-Man turning into Iron Man, flying in space with an iron spider suit. Get out of town, man. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Well, 
I mean, there's so much more to talk about when it comes to toy reboots, but we got to get to some questions and, of course, our action figure spotlight. Uh, Danny, who inspired our discussion tonight, left us with another question. I want to thank uh, all our Patreon backers at this time, too. So shout-outs to Tim, Nathan, Kevin, Bill, Matt, Jay, Danny, Ryan, Chris, Rodney, Scott, Billy, Ben, Kyle, Nelson, Rodney, and Adam. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for helping us awesome. do what we do. You guys saw a very exciting post that I shared earlier this week about some future stuff that we're working on. If you're interested in what's going on uh, with Jay and I, with Action Figure Adventure, with everything that we're developing, join Patreon. It's a buck and you get an extra episode, plus you get the inside kind of communication. And we got lots of tiers where you kind of get a little bit more stuff, uh, depending on how high you want to support us. So thank you all so much. Danny's question is, what are your thoughts on collecting because of a specific feature and not a specific property? characters in hawaiian shirts or jungle outfits uh figures on misprint cards or that come with a certain accessory have you ever gone down this rabbit hole where you're like man i just want characters and action figures with hawaiian shirts no and if you're gonna talk about turtles double no i think that's one of the silliest lines out there um that one is specifically targeted for kids god bless anyone who collects the old turtle stuff uh you know it's just not for me like we've talked about lots of times, Rob. I don't need Cowboy Donnie. I don't need Michelangelo oh, dressed as Spock. You I don't needed need AFA graded, ninety or higher. Freddie, Freddie, oh. Michelangelo. I don't need any of that stuff. Um, one line I do love where they did that in later runs, um, and one of these figures is actually featured in Action Figure Adventure, would be uh, Matt Tracker, and where they brought out this single. It would be Matt Tracker jungle, like he would be in his jungle gear. I really like that stuff because back then the mask figures were so hard to get. So yeah. near the end of the line, they brought out little little play packs that were just a little bit more uh, affordable. Yeah. So yeah, I like I liked it in mask. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was a certain aspect of, of figures out there. I mean, a lot of people like Batman as a character, and there were certainly a lot of different variations of Batman. I mean, Jay, you, you collect Luke Skywalker's regardless of, of what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, but even just revisiting stuff for action figure adventure, like deep sea diving Batman, Arctic Batman, power wing Batman. It was just like, couldn't do it. Couldn't get into it. Uh, even like some of the He-Man stuff like Terror Claw, Skeletor, Laser Light, Skeletor. And I know those are expensive and rare figures and people go nuts and want them in their collection. It just... Skeletor is cool just because he's Skeletor on his own. He doesn't need a dragon on his shoulder or big gloves that don't fit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind Power Armor He-Man and Power Armor Skeletor. I thought that was a really cool gimmick. Battle Armor, yeah, yeah. I could cut them and it would flip. Um, uh, what's... I can't remember the other line. Ghostbusters is another line where oh, the, 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 play, the play features, the fright features. Um, it took away your imagination as a kid because you had Venkman, he squeezed his legs, his eyes popped out because he was scared. He was limited to only doing that one thing. Whereas you've had the original vanilla Peter Venkman figure, you imagined yeah. all this stuff. And it, it was just a lot better. I don't like the gimmicky play features. Uh, I can't think of, of hunting down anything specifically that was character specific, not even like misprint card stuff. Although I was tempted to get that Luke Skywalker that had the, the name misprint wrong on, for the Black Series, where it was like Skywalker were yeah. or whatever. I thought yeah. that was a cool kind of piece of history, but I can see why people do that. They really want the misprints where they want like the prototypes or, or the, or the one shots. It's just it's just not where I am right now. If I get bored of collecting what I'm collecting, maybe I'll do that. 
Probably yeah, I, I accidentally got uh, a 2005 Bespin Han, and the card back was Darth Vader. I mm. didn't even know this until a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of weird. And But I mean, yeah, I don't search for that kind of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff like that with Origins too, and people are like, is that a big deal? Is it not a big deal? We don't yeah. really have like a different name than the figure. Um, let's get to our action figure spotlight, our little show and tell session here. You've got one figure, yeah? I'll go last. I want to go last. Okay, so I've got a pile here. I got three more in the mail today, but they're not open, and I haven't cleaned them, so I really don't want to touch them. So we'll exclude them. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six in the pile. Let's change it up. Let's do evens, and we'll do number two. Number two. Okay. Well, hang on a second. He's going for number two. I, I usually pick the odd ones, but I'm doing evens today for some reason. Switch it up. Nothing wrong with that. So my strategy of last week, do you remember what I showed you last week? No. It was uh, Splinter Baxter 2-pack. Oh, pff, jealous. Yeah, it's just I got the, the Dick Tracy burned into my brain <laughs> from this segment. But yeah. You, you'll, you'll never get uh, rid of that. So I, I stack. I kind of didn't like group figures and brands together hoping that they would spread out so if you kept picking three it wouldn't be the same brand over and over again but you went within an even number this time and uh this is what i got this week so this is the wrath of krang um this is krang's uh, android body um again a NECA cartoon turtle oh, there. oh that's so wicked so it, it, you'll notice he comes with krang again and then baby shredder from that episode where shredder gets kind of reduced that's in age and whatnot oh so sick a few other accessories that are in there it is awesome i can tell you i never had krang's android body for the vintage line yeah, yeah. So this was really cool to get and again not available in canada yet so i, I made it an ebay exclusive but it was only like five or six bucks more than it retailed uh, in America, plus shipping, plus duty. So it was worth it to know I have it, and, and here it is uh, on the shelf. On the You're shelf also for... getting it. Like a lot of that NECA stuff, um, companies like EB Games and stuff will get um, – they'll be able to sell the Target exclusives and stuff, which is great. But you don't see it for like six months, right? So all our buddies in the U.S. will be posting – the Splinter and Baxter two packs, and we won't see it for another six months. So I don't blame you. I, I, and, and like I said before, I'm kind of done with this line. Like, this is what I wanted. I was on the fence about uh, Trag and Granador, the two uh, rock men from Dimension X. I've got Rat King and Vernon ordered, and that's it. Now, we have seen that they've, they're they going to do the four frogs and a stuck. I like the four frogs. They're doing the turtles in trench coat. I'm good. I don't need those. I'm on the fence about the frogs. I like him. I don't know that I got to get him, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a pile, or do you just have one figure? I, I have one. Um, just as a little bit of a story. I know we're got about five minutes left here. Um, <clears throat> so this goes back to um, my mom again. So this was my last Christmas with her. And a uh, very emotional time. And um, around that time, you know, mom couldn't really talk anymore. But I did get a Christmas card from her, which I opened um, and it had, you know, some money in it for me, just kind of like so I could get, you know, she always wanted me to get what would make me happy. And so I thought real long and hard of something that I wanted for a very long time that would kind of connect me with her. And although mom's responsible for getting me into all this stuff. Uh, there was one brand I remember that when I got a toy from this particular IP, 
it was always a really special day because uh, mask toys were very, very expensive. They were not unlike Lego, where a little small little motorbike and figure was like 30 bucks. Um, so I contacted our good buddy, Rob, um, Chris. And Chris, uh, of course, works at Treehouse Collectibles in Toronto uh, as featured in Action Figure Adventure. Treehouse is one of the most amazing toy stores you're ever going to see in Toronto. Everybody check out Treehouse. They, they do delivery. But anyway, I talked to Chris. And one of my holy grails here, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in the frame. It just came in the mail today. It's not assembled. Uh, uh, is this guy right here? Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there we go. Holy and crap. What is great about this, Rob, is look up here. Uh, the other side, it says, To Jerry from Santa. Oh, my God. In ink. So not only do I have Boulder Hill now, I have Santa Claus's autograph. I absolutely love it. And I love it that the yeah. that it's on there. I mean, we all love a perfect clean mint box, but I we like that kind of stuff too. That is so cool, brother. So this is this is uh dedicated to you, Mom. This is uh one that I know you always wanted to get me, but it was way too expensive and uh it's still expensive now. But what the hell? You only live oh once. Goodness. So well, if we're lucky enough to do a second season of Action Figure Adventure, we will find a way to have that involved. Uh, if not that, maybe some other wacky thing that Jay and I come up with. Uh, that is cool, man. You, you, you win this week. What's great too, man, is that, uh, you know, it's got the box. Uh, it's got the box. Um, and so that was, uh, you know, that was, that was a huge selling point too. And, you know, we love Chris. He's a cool dude. So everyone check out Treehouse in Toronto. They do delivery. They message you right back. And, uh, man, they got some legendary stuff there. So we're getting lots of people chiming in. Uh, Bill Ma saying tears. Oh, thank you. And he's thank you. saying nice. Thank you. saying sweet. Brett Ba, who appears in episode 10 of Action Figure Adventure, which backers will get this week. He, uh, he runs our auction, so Brett kind of knows what's happening behind the scenes right now. It's oh, cool dude, what's up? Yeah. It's cool for you to, cut, to come out and check out the webcast. I did get your email, and I will respond to you when I can. Uh, thanks for watching, though, brother. Um, yeah. it's uh, That is so cool, dude. I, I don't even know what to say. Like my, The gears are turning. The head is spinning. It's, it's been a tough week. Um, yeah. So it, it's great, yeah. too. Like um, Chris packed it so well that like it was perfect and there was so much styrofoam it was like it was snowing out on the table it was just really cool and yeah. so I, i've cleaned about half half of it um i haven't put it together yet but that's actually my next video that i'm gonna do is uh the unboxing and the review of boulder hill hey tommy thanks dude appreciate it man <clears throat> oh that's awesome yeah. well uh, yeah. any last thoughts jay before we wrap up another episode of the jay and rob toy show anyone who doesn't like reboots I i'm with you but I encourage everybody, regardless of what it is, give them a chance. You know, for talking TV shows, Thundercats Roar specifically, even just watch one. Um, but don't turn your nose up at something before you've given it a fair shake. Okay, so check out the show, the comic, or whatever it is, the movie, and then make your judgment. That's all I got to say. Uh, I think you should learn to embrace the crazy stuff that gets out there and find a way to love it. The more different, the better. Everybody gets sick of saying, oh, we're getting reboots and remakes and sequels. But maybe try to find a way to get on board with that stuff. And I say the wackier, the better. 
you know, the crazier because we have the thing that we love that introduced us or or the version that we love, no matter where we come into the thing, whether it's a Neil Adams Batman or Frank Miller yep. or or whatever, nothing's going to take that away. So, you know, try it on for size and the, the wackier and crazier it goes. Hey, I, I'm all in for it. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a devote fan and buy everything that comes out for it, but at least experience it so you can be yeah, versed and understand. I, like, I, I feel silly that I don't know more about Thundercats Roar. Because it is such a contested property. Like the hatred towards it makes me want to be the expert on it. And I'd probably be the only it's person. It's like, um, what's the. Like Dick Tracy. Everybody's got Dick Tracy trauma, and I'll be the Dick Tracy guy now. You know, it's like um, Star Trek, what's it, Lower Decks? Yeah. That, that cartoon, everyone's like just pissing on it, right? It's like, oh, I, I heard amazing things about it. I won't it. judge it until I see it. And it's, it is so different from any Star Trek show that's ever been there. But yeah, I mean, isn't that a good idea? Just try it. And if you don't like it, then then you don't have to watch it, right? Yeah. Again, a reminder, if you want to check out Action Figure Adventure, potentially on Netflix, maybe go to Netflix.com and check out and uh, request it. I put it in the chat for everybody. Just type type in the title there, and Netflix will hopefully make that happen. Uh, Jay, where can people find you on social media? Just my name, Jay Bartlett, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and YouTube, I have my own personal toy channel. And so check that out. If you guys want to see me gush over things like Boulder, Boulder Hill from mask, it's uh, my next video. I just posted one of the uh, snake eyes, prop replica helmet that came out. So it's a lot of fun stuff. Check it out. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Rob McZob. Um, and on TikTok too. We put, we post highlights now from the Jane Rob toy show on Facebook and on TikTok primarily. Uh, so check that out. Those are always fun. We're getting a lot of good reaction uh, to the little clips that, that come from her. Really, you, yeah, you did, you did a good job, man. They're really well done. Thanks. For sure. Appreciate that. So, uh, you know, for the love of toys <laughs> and the warmth of a scarf, take care of yourself and, and each, each other. other. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, were you going to finish? Okay, you, you go no, ahead. You, I like how you do take care of yourself. And I'll go and each other and then so for do the, love that. Of the toys and the warmth of your scarf take care of yourself and each other cheers <laughs>